into the trillest podcast in the galaxy you feel me today we have an extremely special guest we have a wizard we have a jewelry artist we have a tarot reader we have an astrologist we feel me we have today a very special multi-dimensional being coming in a human form today I don't know what form he's gonna be in tomorrow, I don't know if but right now he's coming in human form, you feel me? And he's here to tell a story of healing. He's here to tell a story of navigating the ups and downs in life and you know approaching it from a perspective of building up a passion that you have, building up something that you'd feel deeply and strongly about to the point where you know you can make a living out of it. You know, we have a story of, you know, just, yeah, people coming together, you know, and being supportive to each other and, you know, finding community in places, you know, where we can often feel alone, you know, and without further ado, we have the one and only Marcos. How are you feeling, man? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited about this. I'm super excited, too. Ever since, I think I posted the uh, episode with Rebecca. Yeah. And then, yeah, you, I saw you comment on that. And then I've been liking your post and I've been seeing like the spirituality and, you know, seeing the crystals and stuff. And I was like attracted to it. And I was like, oh, because that's something that I was getting into at the time. And then you reached out to me. I just had like so many people booked up, but I always like wanted to have you. Like since then, I, I was kind of just, okay, I could get him in at this date. But I, just, I didn't want to just put out a date without like being certain. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm super excited to have you as feelings mutual. How you feeling today? Um, feeling pretty good. Um, a little bit on the tired side. I went out last night, had a blast, so um, and woke up really early. But you know, we're trucking along. Right. I got my coffee. I'm feeling good. Got good vibes. That is beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> good vibes. Off the record, you mentioned how you think high vibes equal good vibes. Yes. Am I quoting you correctly? Um, I think so. I think that's what I said. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that stood out to me because, like, when I'm high, I feel good. <laughs> and then I feel, I, feel, I feel like if you feel good, you know, that's good vibes. But, like, was there, am I digging too deep into that statement or is that something that you've really come to? Um, that That is something that I've really come to. I do kind of think about it, too, in, like, in, in like a sense of, like, it being, like, a meter, you know? Um, and... 
it actually relates to a lot to like my spiritual beliefs and and like in relation to like chakras and you know how that energy moves through the body um because like the higher the chakra the the closer you are to like enlightenment and like nirvana and that sort of thing and in in my mind it's like the higher your energy is that's when you're experiencing those um you know positive emotions i would say like joy and excitement and um yeah just pure happiness <laughs> do you think pure happiness is something we can strive to get do you think pure happiness is something we can attain or do you think society you know has kind of focused on that where there's there's other things in life that are stronger than pure happiness um i i think we do live in like a materialistic world and i think in a lot of ways we might be taught to think that those material things mean happiness um and a lot of us recognize that it doesn't and I think happiness is something that we have to like strive for within ourselves. Um, it's not something you could find outside of you. Although I think things outside of you could trigger it, you know, but it, it first has to come from in here. What do you say, what do you have to say about people, you know, or what advice would you have to give to people who, you know, are searching outwardly for that thing or searching out, outwardly for pure happiness? You know, what, what would you have to say, say to them? Um, stop. <laughs> don't, don't look for it outside of yourself. It, it, you, you won't find it. Um, you have to find it within you. Um, yeah. Cause you know, like, I feel like w when people do that sort of thing, um, they're going to be thinking about like, you know, I need to have the perfect body to be happy. I need to have X amount of dollars to be happy. I need to have that sort of material thing to be happy. Um, or reach certain milestones to be happy. And then, you know, they, they might even get those things and then still not even feel happy um, because they haven't found it, like, within. Um, and th that's really a journey because uh, everyone's different. And, you know, what is happiness to you might not be happiness to somebody else. Um, so it takes a lot of, like, self-reflection to, to think about what, that, what happiness even means and what that would look like. Um, to you as an individual. What, what has been your approach to finding happiness? What are, what are things that have, have been integrated into like the way you go, go about your day to day that brings you internal happiness? Um, it, I think just like whatever brings me joy, you know, I, I, I really use my body as like a meter, you know, or like how to detect happiness. You'll, you'll feel it, you know, um, when you like see, you know, something that you enjoy, you know, you get like this, like warm feeling in your chest, or you think about like, you know, something that you want or something, you know, something you want to experience. Um, I think you kind of like sense that in a way and then just like going after it. Um, and it could be, you know, big or small, like some, some days the happiness is like, Ooh, I would really love like a matcha tea right now or something, you know? And like, it's like going out and trying to achieve that somehow going to the Starbucks or Dunkin' or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just more so just like thinking about what my body needs or, you know, what in the moment, um, will, will bring me joy. That's beautiful. No. Yeah. Cause, um, it's really easy to to be too hard on yourself you know like speaking about the matcha you know what's the body feel i feel like 
like the whole this week for me has been be kinder to yourself. That's been kind of the theme of this week because it's 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 easy to to get bogged down by your thoughts of guilt for not doing some things that the logical left brain part of your brain kind of said, okay, checklist, 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 plan, plan, bulletin, bulletin, bulletin. And then here comes Monday morning, Here, you know? And it's like, you didn't, you checked off 80%, you checked off 95%, but then the, that left part of your brain wants to be like, ah, what the fuck? You didn't do that. And then like, I don't know what human psychology, we tend to focus kind of on the negative a lot of times. Like you could do X, Y, Z, you know, you could eat healthy that day. You could dig yoga, you could stretch, you know, didn't go to the gym. That's three out of four. If that's an exam, you passed it, right? Why don't we look at life like that, you know? So it's like, what, 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 what methods have you used? You know, cause you seem to be a very grounded and in tune with your inner self. What, what methods have you used to kind of be kinder to yourself and not, you know, be too hard on yourself so you're not caught up in those lower chakra emotions of guilt? Um, honestly, I kind of approach this like who cares sort of mentality um, because I think like, yeah, I, there's there's moments where like I'll I'll do, you know, three out of the four things and then my mind will be like, I didn't do that fourth thing. Like I'm not being efficient enough, you know, like I'm not being productive. Am I lazy? You know, like and those sort of thoughts go into my mind. And then I, I think I'm like, who who is like monitoring this other than me? Who who else is really like kind of hold me accountable other than me? Like if I miss the gym one day, like is it the end of the world? Like am I kind of let someone down? Um, you know, I'm I'm only in a sense letting me down, but um, you know, I, it doesn't have to be that way. And I and I think you know s- some days it, I just kind of like have to learn not to be so hard on myself and be a lot more gentle. I think. Um, so I think I've incorporated a, a lot of like um, looking at what I do do within that day. Um, Cause like, there'll be like a Sunday, you know, and like I'm working all week and then that Sunday I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym when I wake up and I'm going to make some food and meal prep, or I'm going to work on, you know, uh, my social media or like my website for a bit. And then like Sunday comes and I, I, I sleep in, um, I wake up in the afternoon, like I kind of like leisurely go about my day. I may take another little nap, I do a little bath. And at the end of the day, I'll be like, shit, like I didn't do my list. And then like, I could be like, you know, oh, I'm like, you know, uh, disappointed in myself or, you know, whatever. But I'll like look back and be like, you know what, Marcos, you needed that rest. You know, you had a really long week. Um, you know, so what if you ordered food and rather than cooking, like, you kind of deserved it, you know? Um, so I, I think I kind of approach this like easygoing, like attitude, um, within myself because I try to give myself the advice I would give to somebody else. Because if I see somebody, if I were to give that or like see someone struggling with that, um, and they'll be like, you know, Oh, I didn't go to gym. Oh, I, you know, this didn't happen. I would say to them like, Hey friend, well, you know what, you know, you had a long week and then, you know, maybe you deserve to have a night off or maybe you, you just needed to like rest and recharge for that day. And tomorrow you get to work on stuff. Tomorrow you'll go to the gym. Um, and then in a lot of ways I'll like say that and then look at myself and be like, Hako, I don't, I don't, I don't have that empathy or that compassion for me at those moments. So I think a lot of my journey has been trying to incorporate that, um, with how I talk to myself. Um, 
and then um yeah i think when i i have that sort of approach um it's it creates less anxiety around the situation um so i'll 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 just be like you know yeah i'll I'll work on something tomorrow um and you know kind of go about it in a laxed way and um yeah and i and i think you know it's really helping me like stay on track i think um because yeah throughout the week i i will you know end up doing those things that you know i i plan to do um it may not be all in one day you know like i originally thought but um it'll manifest when it's supposed to i think speaking of like you know you know i might wake up and then i might do x and i do y you know you seem to have like a lot of flexibility in your schedule at this point is that something that you have to work towards to get to that point and x if and a what was the process of kind of getting there how did you get to kind of have that kind of flexible flexibility with your schedule you know being able to wake up at a certain time being able to okay you know because you know i have my own thing that i do you know it depends on me so you know i still have clients or i still have x i still have you know to make it to this event you know but i can still have the flexibility in my schedule you know how did you kind of graduate you know to this point where you know you're kind of able to you know finance you know that flexibility mm-hmm. what was just the process um yeah well i'm actually thinking now how uh grateful and blessed i am to have that flexibility um so thank you universe um yeah <laughs> um but i did work for it and i worked really hard for it and i made a lot of um risky choices i think um it kind of came in a part of my life where i was like stuck in that like nine to five you know i worked for someone else all day long making sure their dreams came true um and was not in my opinion getting compensated fairly for it um so i always felt like you know like why am i doing this you know i'm letting my own dreams kind of fall to the wayside um and then somewhere in there i kind of thought if I take some risks and I just go for it, um, put that energy that I was putting into someone else's dream into my own dream, maybe I'll be successful like they are. Um, so, um, at some point I decided to quit my job and probably one of the scariest thing, one of the scariest things I've done in a while, because I like honestly didn't have a whole lot in my savings didn't know where my next paycheck was going to come from. Um, but there was just something in me that was like, if you don't let go of this lifestyle that you don't want to be in, you won't be in the lifestyle that you do want to be in. Um, so after like quitting, uh, the universe really worked in my favor. Cause I think they, whatever is up there, you know, whatever is governing things probably saw that and was like, Marcos really wants it. Um, so within a week, I ended up um, getting a part-time job, um, which was like, okay, cool. You know, like still kind of in the nine to five, but a part-time, I have more flexibility within my schedule. In the meantime, I could continue to work towards what I actually want to do. Um, and, and yeah, that kind of like gave me some sort of security um, and still maintain that sense of freedom. And then it it became like, a fire uh behind me you know like of um 
all right, then, like, let let me, you know, get my shit and, and like, manifest this thing. Um, and it, I, I think, like, the, the way the universe works is so interesting because, like, when you take those risks and you put yourself out there in that way, somehow, some way, you start meeting the right people um, and, and, like, you start opening doors, you know? Um, and I... I have like this friend that I've met on my journey and we both are into tarot cards and um, he discovered this bar. We went in there just to um, kind of just like check it out, grab some drinks and, and like lo and behold, they were looking for tarot readers, you know? Um, and then, I, and like, I think like everything that led up to it was just like, if I didn't quit my job, if I didn't meet this person, if I didn't go to this bar, I wouldn't have gotten, um, this job. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it is very serendipitous. Um, but it makes me believe that like, maybe there's like things like orchestrating and you just have to like, kind of like feel the vibe and, and allow yourself to have that thing, take those risks if you need to. Um, and, and I think overall having that belief that it'll work out. Um, cause you know, if I, would have went into it differently and quit my job and, and like think that I would fail and, you know, didn't push myself. I probably wouldn't have, you know, done X, Y, and Z to get there. Um, and it, and it's, yeah, it's, it's great that that happened. And now I'm like doing tarot full time and I, I would have, have never, never thought, thought that, you know, four, four years, years ago. <laughs> no, thanks for sharing that. Of course. I appreciate that. That's, um, that's a, a, a breath of fresh air for a lot of, like, this podcast is, um, a lot of it is, you know, the beautiful, interesting, captivating stories, you know, the guests that come on say, but another part is, how can we help young men, you know, get some direction in their life? How can we help young men, okay, I'm passionate about tarot, you know, I'm passionate about massage therapy, I'm passionate about music career, you know, oh, you may not be a rapper, you may not be a massage therapist, right? But your journey is is the same. Not the not the details, but the personality shifts, the decision making. Not the decisions, but the the gears behind the decisions, you know? And I'm just trying to draw that draw those parallels, right? So we can have a larger community, a network, a bigger framework where it's not so specific, but we can all pull from, right? And it kind of helps everybody out, you know? So that's why I'm so thankful for that story you just shared. What really stuck out to me that I want to dig into more is what you speak of, you know, making that big risk, you know? What made you get to the point of like, all right, fuck it, we going balls to the wall, or like all in? Because a, a lot of young men are at that precipice and and it, they, they're scared of uncertainty. They're so scared of uncertainty, they never make the, the jump and they just stay stuck. But like, what was different for you? What was like, fuck this, I'ma just do it. Um, w w the first thing that comes to mind is like a, a love and hate relationship, like of like really disliking, you know, working that nine to five or being in, in that lifestyle that I didn't want and then really loving the thing that I did want to be in. Um, and, and then I think it's just kind of like this moment of like, I need to let this go in order to experience this other thing. Um, 
and I and I think you know as long as you love something and you feel that much passion for it, um, I, I think somewhere along the way it'll it'll come back to you that love that that energy that you're putting into it. Um, yeah, because and and a lot of times too, um, you'll kind of like see people like validate that experience for you um because like as i'm like thinking like oh i want to start going to tarot i wish i didn't have this job you know you i'm like actively doing tarot and actively trying to like you know invest in that part of my life and then like you know i give people readings and then people start to say things like oh my god like that was so spot on i really love that that really helped me or you know that this is exactly what i needed in in and like you should do this keep doing what you're doing keep you know continuing this journey and then like you have all these signs that are saying you're good at this Th- this is an alignment with who you are and what your values are um continue to do it and you'll continue to see those results um and i think that really helped me as well um and, and I think, you know, for other people out there, if, if, if you're doing music or if you're doing like w- whatever it is um, and you start seeing people like saying like, I, I love that thing that you're doing that really brought me joy. Um, th- that means that you're doing something right. You're, you are putting that love into it. And people do feel that. Um, so, you know, if you care about that thing and you want to have that sort of lifestyle, like why not risk it? You know, why not, you know, give some things up so that you could have that experience. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing that. And I I love the part where you mentioned, you know, show that love for that thing you're passionate about. That's key. And you, you were working, walk me through how, whilst working the nine to five, you still made time to show love to your passion. Walk me through that. Because a lot of people, it's like, oh, I want to show love to my passion, but I'm nine to five. I don't have time. You you found time, you know. So and so found time. Oprah Winfrey found time, you know. R.I.P. Kobe. Kobe found time. So either you're not passionate enough, which is fine, you know. But before I talk about it, though, I just want to see like how how did you remain focused to still show love to that while still because you didn't just quit the nine to five without directionless. You knew what you were, you were passionate about. <laughs> I think it took some sacrifices and um, making time, I think. So, like, I remember when I still had that job, I would be doing tarot on my breaks. I would be trying it out on my coworkers, you know. Um, I would be dead tired from working, like, a 10-hour day, but I would be like, let me read a book on tarot, you know, right before bed. Or, like, you know, if I have an hour between something, I'll, like, try to squeeze it in there. And, you know yeah, there was days I was exhausted, you know, and I'm, cause I'm working this 10 hour day. And then like, in a sense, I'm working on, you know, my passion, like trying to like fit it where I can. Um, so then you end up, it feels like you're working like a, you know, 15 hour day. Um, and, and I think it just takes like dedication. Cause if I didn't squeeze those things into it and sacrifice like, you know, time or things, um, probably wouldn't, you know, have gotten to where I was or probably would have been like everyone who was like, you know, oh, I don't have time to do that or I wish I could, but, you know, uh, I'm stuck doing this. Um, you have to like make time. Um, and I even see this too because like uh, sometimes people say like, oh, I don't have like money for it or 
um, you know, I don't have the equipment yet and stuff like that. And um, uh, I think you just have to like go for it anyway um, and figure out like, okay, what do you, what do you have? Um, I, and I love like, you know, like you have um, like this podcast and you have like the equipment and stuff now, but did you start with everything? Right. Yeah. Did you, did you have like all the equipment you need it, but somewhere, somewhere in there, I'm sure you said, well, I'll make do with what is present to me. Um, and then, you know, I'll build myself up until I get to that place. Um, and, and that's, I, I think things that I've done for myself too. Um, cause, um, yeah, I, I just, some, somewhere I just had to like be the role and, and become that person now, regardless of if I had everything aligned with the, what the, my end game is or what my vision is for it. Um, yeah. So I, I just kind of like made, made do. And then eventually the things do come, you know, um, like you, like I'm sure for you, like you probably got more microphones and more equipment, more cameras, lighting and like you know and that came you know yeah, as, as you, you continue, continue to, to do what you love to do that's such a beautiful i love the analogy you use and it's like no i didn't have any of that you know the ogs can tell you oh <laughs> <laughs> um, the ogs can tell you we had a gopro not the gopro 8 the gopro 7 that's like the two years this is this is the budget tree house we did the table we didn't have a table we had like um two small coffee tables and then we didn't have a tripod so one of the tables was used with like a jar uh empty jar of jack daniels as a as a um tripod to hold the camera so and then we did like five episodes with that you know with just two cameras so it's you know it's make do with what you have because what you have is not external what you have is the internal yes you know, and that's that's the key that a lot of people won't get to unless they really find what they're passionate about. But also to not be bogged down by the need to like find your passion. What's more important is to do what's calling you at that time, because sometimes you need to you need to drain that battery, and then that'll lead to a, a bigger purpose, which is one step closer to your true passion. You know. But before I go into that, you know, you mentioned earlier how, you know, the validation of, you know, at work, on the break, you know, doing, you know, reading, so-and-so, the balance of, oh, great job, oh, that changed me, I look at things differently, you know, okay, I'm doing, it, it gives you a sense of I'm on the right path, you know, and that's good to have, but wh where did, where did this come from, though, like, you know, that desire of wanting to do your passion? What 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 are what was that the origin of that? Or if you haven't thought that far ahead, that's fine too. But what kind of drew you into the, the astrology, tarot reading, you know, all of that psychic? Um, I think coming from a place where I wanted healing, um, and I kind of use these tools to like better myself. Um, and in a way they're like therapy to me. Um, and I think that's, I think that's why it's like so validating and like, you know, it means so much to me when I hear these things, you know, after a reading where someone's like, wow, yeah, like it changed me. I saw things differently. Um, cause that's what it did for me. And like, you know, being able to give that to somebody else, it's like such a gift. 
Um, and then that's like really what, what got me into it. You know, I, before I started to do all this stuff, I came from a place where I was like really lost, confused, you know, going through hard times and being like, why, you know? Um, and then looking to the stars for answers, you know, looking into my birth chart, my, my card, trying to, trying to understand why and seeing if there's any signs, any things that will like point me in the right direction. Um, and, and that is the kind of like the curious thing about this sort of stuff, because there's not really like a science to it. You can't really like prove it, you know? Um, but I, you, you do experience it. Um, so like I, you know, having those experiences, um, and, and looking at it and being like, wow, yeah, like that did help me. That did make me reflect that, that did push me into a better direction. Um, and like the more I stuck with it, the, the more healed I feel like I became. Um, so then, you know, bringing that to a point where, okay, this thing helped me. Um, maybe I could, you know, help others as well, you know? Um, and, and I think that goes for, you know, like any sort of passion that people have. I'm sure at some point they recognize like this is something that healed me in some way or brought me joy or, um, you know, g gave me this like, you know, sense of, of, of healing, you know? Um, and, and yeah, and, and they probably thought, let me, you know, share that with others. Mm. What, in what ways did it heal you? Did it bring you healing? Um, well, I kind of joke and I say like, cause you know, um, yeah, I, I say like tarot cards are like kind of like a therapy. I say it's like tarot pee. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause it, uh, the way that the cards are set up, they, there's really every experience that you could have as a human in them. Um, I mean, to an extent, it's not like extremely detailed or anything, but like if, for the, for the most part, there's like a framework that I think everyone experiences. Um, and yeah, it just causes you to reflect on situations and each card do does have like their specific meaning. So when you have the situation that you pull, you're like, yeah, this, this is, this looks like something I'm going through. And then you read the description then you read how to like move through that energy. Um, it, it like teaches you, you know, how, how to like get through some like pretty, you know, tough times. Um, or even exciting times. Tarot doesn't always, you know, talk about what's going wrong in your life. It could tell you what's going right. And, and that could be really encouraging as well. Um, you know, I, I, it brings a smile to my face where I'm like, I'm having a good time. You know, I'm like, you know, wishing for things, trying to like go after stuff. I pull some cards and then the cards are like, yep, keep doing that. This thing will come, you know, and, and it, it just, you know, kind of validates, validates me in, in that, that way, way as well. Hmm. No, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful that it's, that you found your form of therapy. You know, I feel like everybody has their form of therapy. You know, some people go to the gym. That's their form of therapy, you know. Runner's high. You know, some people get really deep into yoga, you know, and then they can just zone out into another dimension. That's their form of therapy. Some people go to actual therapy, go see a shrink. Some people make music, writing things down. That's their therapy, you know. So it's... It's refreshing to just see these different forms of therapy. And again, you said it has like situations throughout the spectrum of life, you know? So that's, I, I've never done tarot, but I, I appreciate that, you know, that detail of it, you know, because it's like, okay, I'm more open to it now. It's like, okay, that's just life, you know? And we're lit lifing, <laughs> you know, in this, in this physical form that we're in. 
I do want to um, ask though, so like with the cards, are there ever times where, you know, and maybe things might line up, the dots might connect later on, but are there ever times the card don't align with, or I don't want to say give bad advice, but don't necessarily aren't accurate and B, how do you proceed with that? Or how do you interpret that? Or what does that mean? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like most of the time they are. So, um, yeah, I'm not, not really sure. There are times where like, it does make me think about it a little bit more. Um, and I, I could like, you know, take a second to like question, like, how is this applying to my life? Um, but I think for the most part, uh, somewhere in there, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like that's, that's why it's saying that. Um, uh, but yeah, it's really curious that it like, and that's why I find it so powerful. Like, it's so strange that like, how is it that every time I pull a card out of there, it's relating to what I'm going through. Like, it's so strange. Um, and I think that's where like the whole like magic comes, um, from it, you know? Um, cause you can't explain that cause there's, it's, it's probability, you know, there's 78 cards. Um, and then depending on how many you pull, like what are those odds that you pull something that is happening to you right now? Um, or even like a lot of times I do past, present, future, um, when I'm doing readings at the bar and like the, the past one always gets everybody, you know, cause you, you could really say like, yeah, I, I lived that. Um, so when I pull it and then I think, and for the most part, it's just kind of confirming the experience. So they see and, and hear that, that past card and they're like, shit. Yeah. That, that just happened to me, the present one. And they're like, yeah, I'm going through that right now. And then you get to the future one and they're like, okay, well it's been, you know, happening ever since. So this future, I'm going to expect it now. Um, so that, that is kind of like the cool, cool thing. thing. And I, I think, think that's, that's like, like where like some, some of the magic, magic kind of comes into it. it. Are there ever times where, you know, like just just thinking, like before, before you found, you know, tarot, astrology, you know, just, just before we go into that though, what what made you? So you say, you know, it provided you healing, you know. In what ways? In what ways were you able to? I guess the core of what I'm getting at is how has your life changed, you know, from before you discovered it to now? What are, what are the things that stood out, that stand out to you? Or how do you look at the world differently? Um, well, I think, like, honestly, overall, it wasn't just tarot. I think it's just, like, the spiritual experience overall and, like, everything that went into it. Um and it caused me to look at myself differently, my relationship with my family differently, how I grew up. Um, and, and like, just just everything in my place in the world down to like, um, you know, like my, my, like my race, my heritage, you know, uh, the things that were instilled in me in a child, the things I need to unlearn. Um, and all of that, you know, combined kind of like, you know, was reflected through various, you know, spiritual practices, um, as, as well as, you know, normal therapy. And I think all of it combined kind of like caused me to think like, okay, maybe, you know, I have troubles with, uh, anxiety because of these things, or right? Maybe I felt depressed because of, you know, this sort of thing, or maybe, you know, it, uh, I learned this through my parents, or maybe, you know, this is something that I experienced as a child and now I have to deal with it as an adult. 
Um, and I think all of that and like reflecting on those things made me view myself in a, in a new light. And once I was aware of like what areas were affecting me and how to improve them, um, things just, you know, continued to get better because I knew what to work on. What are some of the, the spiritual practices that you've kind of, that, that's helped you along your journey? Definitely meditation um, and journaling. I do a lot of like writing things down um, and meditation too. It's uh, It's been really transformative, honestly, and, and helps me a lot with like feeling anxious. Um, and I think, you know, I just... I, I think any, everyone could benefit from taking time out to kind of quiet the mind. I know for me personally, my mind could feel like it's bouncing in a million different directions sometimes. And then, you know, there, it gets to a place where I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to go like chill and meditate for a moment and like organize those thoughts. And then after that, it feels like they move more cohesively, um, or at a, a pace that is more comfortable. Um, yeah, and I and I think you know, in a lot of ways, I think probably because the way society is, everything's such like a go 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 sort of um, environment that our mind probably gets caught in that sort of um, cycle. So it, it's always important to like take a step back to kind of like maintain a level of peace, I think, and kind of get back to um, a little bit more of like a quieter sort of energy. Um, I don't know if quieter is the right word, but, but I, I think, think more, more stable, stable, I guess. Okay. So meditation. Yeah. Journaling. You mentioned the crystals. Yeah. The crystals aspect. Like you all see, you, you see Marcos, you see how he coming. You feel me? You got the, the decked out. <laughs> I see the tattoos. Is that the sun? Yeah. We got uh, the sun and the moon. Aries gang. Okay. Yeah. And the moon. I love that. Just, you know, Okay, that's the um, the the, the jitsus, the, the anime. Summary. Energy activated. Energy activated. What have, what have the crystals done for you, as far as on your on your spiritual journey? Um. Well, uh, on like a more spiritual sense, you know that I you know feel energies from them, but there's no way to like measure that, you know. So um, my logical mind is always like, well, you know, they they provide symbolism you know, this crystal symbolizes these attributes. And I think when you have something like that, and it's a constant reminder of like, there's this thing, it means clarity, you know, it means relaxation. And I keep looking at it. Every time I look at it, I'm going to think clarity, relaxation. And it's kind of like training my brain to think about those things um, and align with that sort of thought or that sort of energy. Um, so in a way it helps me like, like that, um, like this middle one, I, I, it always catches my eye because of the way it hits the light. It, it like kind of like reflects back. Um, and this is like a crystal that represents, um, yeah, like relaxation, mental clarity. Um, so like every time I look at it, um, you know, it, it just kind of reminds me of what that symbolism is. Um, so yeah, each one kind of has a different meaning um, for me. And I, and I wear all my jewelry with intention. Um, and, and that's that's how I use crystals. It's it's more so like um, it, it kind of like aligns with like psychology in a way where it's it's making me think of it's kind of like in in my eyes it's like training my brain to think about certain things or um, kind of like a little bit of a reminder. Um, but on a spiritual sense, um, you know, 
I, I do feel like I, I feel that energy that, you know, they say that it has. Um, so in a way, it, it kind of feels like just a subtle vibration, um, a subtle reminder throughout my day. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I got my, I think this is orange carnelian. Or it might be orange calcite. Oh, um. I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe calcite. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have to like take off my glasses because everything's blue. <laughs> I'm gonna let you like get a closer look. Yeah. But yeah, please let me know for me. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got this. Um, I was in Senegal in this island, and there was a language barrier. I'm gonna just leave it at that. And you know, I just I saw a shiny. I took, and then I later did different opinions. So one person said it, it could be orange carnelian, and then it's, it's so it's between orange calcite and orange orange carnelian, but. You say you lean more towards calcite. I think so. Yeah. Because carnelian is a little more like see-through, and that looks like solid. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Listen, listen. We got Doctor Marco, you know, with the crystal diagnosis in this mug. We are going to get our hands dirty into the treehouse amenities. We also have kombucha. Would you be interested? I would love some. Some kombucha. I'm good. You good? Okay. Okay. Bless the bottle. Boom. You want to bless? Pink? Bless the bottle, you feel me? You sure y'all want to know? We got pink lady apple, man. <laughs> okay, stay. I'll pass. <laughs> All right, for sure. Um, this is just a tradition, a treehouse tradition. Kombucha. I'm still waiting, waiting on them to sponsor me. I've been through like three different brands at this point, you know? But, but like you said, you know, consistency, mm -hmm. you know? So it's it's not a matter of of will; it's a matter of when. <laughs> exactly. You know, because you know, they're gonna be clamoring, you know, a few months from now, like, oh please, and I'd be like, nah. But you know, I'm not gonna do that because I'm staying positive and I'm staying nice and I'm not gonna be bitter. So whenever they come to me, I'm gonna receive them with open arms. Yes. Right? Cheers to that. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to that. Let's let's move beyond bitterness and ego, right? Let's set our pride to the side and let's evolve. Let's ascend. <laughs> ascent. Such a beautiful word. What do you think? It's good. He's yeah. missing out, right? Yeah, you're missing out. Am I? <laughs> are, are you not a kombucha man? I've never had it. You never you had never it? Had it? No. It's kind of like a... I'm a white boy from Ohio. It's like a... Give him a sip. I've never even had boba. Do you want, do you want to try it? it? It's really good. It's not what it smells like. It's an acquired taste. It's an acquired girl. taste. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Listen, listen. You know, respects. You know, one day, though, I, I look forward to seeing Alex, you know, with some good ginger lemon kombucha, just on a beach, just sipping away. It tastes like carbonated ketchup to me. Carbonated ketchup? <laughs> Brownie points for cre yeah. creative answer, because yeah. I've, never, I've never heard that before. <laughs> That's fantastic. But come on. We got, got cucumbers. You said, right, you know, like, listen, let's redefine, you know, fast food. We got broccoli in this mug. We got blueberries. You know, we got cucumbers. Go crazy. Mm. Anything here attractive to you? No. <laughs> no celery? Mm, I feel that, though. Yes. Not the magic kind, but unfortunately. <laughs> Mm. 
<laughs> okay. Coming back to re- uh, reality. You speak of, you know, astrology, crystal reading, tarot reading, all these different things you practice. Was there ever a time that, you know, you ever felt directionless or you kind of lost focus in that thing? If there was a time, you know, walk us through kind of getting back on track or walk us through kind of, you know, getting a renewed interest or what was on the other side of that roadblock? Um, yeah, so especially with this sort of thing, I think a lot of my roadblocks came from, is this real, you know? Um, and then there would be times where I would like fall off because I would be like, you know, there's no real way to prove this. I, I can't like scientifically argue that crystals actually do anything. So I think sometimes there would be roadblocks then and then i'll be like why am i still participating like this is just a rock or it's just a candle you know um it's just my birthday you know like and then i kind of like fall into that um and i i don't know and then like somewhere in there i just kind of thought like so what if it's not it brings me joy. It makes me happy. You know, it, it makes me think about myself and reflect on things. If it's not real, you know, my experience of it is, um, and, and you know, um, so what I think is like, kind of like where I came to, um, yeah. And, and I still have days like that, I think, you, you know, and I think it's like a constant, um, journey of growth of like, you know, um, really sticking to my beliefs or, you know, some, some days I, yeah, I do feel like, eh, like I don't even know anything about the universe or life, like questioning everything. So who's to say what is what? Um, but I think some, some, somewhere in there, I just get back to it and, um, you know, I'll like pick up, a uh, another crystal or I'll, I'll look at like my tarot cards and, then there'll be reminders again, I think, um, and, and it'll bring me back in that way. Um, um, yeah, I and I think, you know, um, it's just kind of like a, a up and down sort of thing sometimes, um, and until you like learn how to keep it more stable. Because I think at the beginning it's more of like a up and down in this sort of way, and then you kind of like kind of slowly maintain that like level of balance there um but you know some days are a little more up or down than others um but i think that's just riding the wave you know um yeah i don't know if there's really like anything specific that gets me back into it though other than just you know trial and error i guess just being a scientist yeah yeah just kind of you know playing around with things Mm. um but what makes me stick to it, I guess, is just, like, seeing those results that remind me of, like, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Speaking of, like, reminding, that, that brings me back to intention. Could you speak on, like, the power of intention? Because I feel like a lot of people, they sleep on the power of intention. You know, they, they say, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, Z because spur of the moment. You know, I'm going to do X, Y, Z because... My friends are doing XYZ. I want to do XYZ because s- something happened where 
you know, somebody who, like, I'm attached to is hinting that, like, if I did X, Y, and Z, they would, like, validate me more. You know, it's like, and but it's like, over time, it either fades, over time, you know, you revert back to old habits, over time, it just doesn't last. So, like, were there any times in your life, you know, could you just ex- explain, like, what intention means to you and, you know, how it's had an impact in your life? Um, I, I think, um, to me, intention is kind of like doing something with belief. Um, and, and, uh, somewhere in there, I guess, is like follow through. Um, but, yeah, um, I don't know. I, I think I would say, like, the, the way I kind of, like, set intentions, it's more like goal setting um, and having kind of, like, an objective or something I'm trying to accomplish. Um, and, and like, you know, sometimes things manifest without an intention, I think, and, and that could be, like, you know, the, the cool thing about life. But mm-hmm. I think there's also a sense of power when you kind of, like, decide what you want to happen and you kind of, like, make the steps to ensure that. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's just like, kind of like in, in a way goal setting. I, I sometimes I think intention can sound as, or like setting intentions or like the word manifestation could sound like very like woohoo. Woo-hoo, yeah. But, um, to me it's, it's just like goal setting, you know? Um, like, and I think we have intentions for like everything that we do, you know, you get hungry and you're like, I want to make a sandwich, you know, that's an intention to do an action. And then you get up and then you go do that action and then you're eating that sandwich, you know, um, it, it, it happens in all parts of our life. You know, I have an intention to, um, you know, be on a podcast and then I meet the right people. And then like, you know, now I'm on a podcast. (laughs) Um, so I think it all varies and I, I think it's just more so kind of deciding what you want um, and then deciding who you need to be to get there mm. I just have to sit with that <laughs> because boy I want to talk about how you know and we off off the camera you know kind of when I was prepping the this amazing bowl of alkaline amenities we talked about, you know, what manifestation really is. Could you talk more about kind of the semantics of it or like how you've applied it in your life? Because I think a lot of people, like you said, it gets woohoo. But the reason it gets, I think, kind of a bad rep like that is because it's like a lot of people aren't doing it correctly. Right. And then then they, then they go trash it and they go shit talking. Oh, it didn't work for me. You didn't do you didn't you didn't do the ABCs. You didn't do the one two threes. So, you know, and if if you you know, because maybe it might mean something different from you. But how how have you used manifestation? I think you kind of hinted on it with goal setting and planning. But how how is that kind of the step by step of okay thought? You know, you said you do journaling. Just just kind of walk us through. You know, for so young men could see this is what a successful or, or healthy version of manifestation looks like. Yeah. Um, so for me, it always starts like up here, you know, you, you have this idea, this like vision, this dream of like what you want to do. 
Um, and then I have like this process of like I identifying that it, it always feels like up here, like, you know, wherever the clouds are, wherever, you know, your dreams come from, it, it feels like just slightly above you. And then it, it I always kind of take it and I try to like visualize it and then I start to like speak on it and I like maybe write it down. I, I love to write write things down, especially because I'll keep those notes and then like months later I'll look at them and be like, oh my God, like everything I get to cross off. Um, so like there's that reward from it. Um, but I, yeah, I think it's like all having to do with like speaking on it, writing it down, um, making it physical in that sense. And then somewhere in there I have to like feel it and like become it. Um, and, and then like be consistent with that. So in a way it's in my eyes, it kind of feels like channeling that energy, um, of like trying to like visualize and, and think about what that thing is, keep bringing it in, keep incorporating it into my actions. Um, and then eventually I'll start to see results from it. Um, like, uh, so I actually kind of been wanting to do like my own like YouTube series too and like talk about like spiritual things. Um, and I think it, it like it started out with that having that like vision and that idea. Um, and then it's kind of now in now like right now what I'm doing is learning how to become like a YouTuber, you know, or like learning how to identify with those actions. Um, and then, you know, that leads to me like maybe filming a video and like me kind of like learning how to edit and stuff like that. Um, but it kind of came from like having that thought, talking about what I want to do, feeling what I want to do, and then, you know, allowing it to influence my actions. Um, in, in my head, I kind of think of it as like going through like my energy systems and like rooting itself. Um, cause it, yeah, it always starts with like up here and you have to you know, go through that visualization, that speaking about it, that feeling it, I, in a way it, it kind of like touches my ego. It becomes me. And then I start going into the actions of that thing. Um, like I relate a lot of things to like chakras. Um, cause you have like the, the seven major chakra systems. Um, the first is the crown. It's like connect connections to above the the higher realms this is where they say dreams come from and ideas come from and then you have like your third eye like the vision um um yeah and still incorporating that that dream aspect and i, I think it has a lot to do with like visualization and then you have like your your voice chakra it's talking about things then you have your um and expressing things as well then you have your heart chakra it's feeling things and then you have your solar plexus your ego who you are and then you have your um sacral it's it's how how you act and like your connections to the world around you and then um like your roots is like you know um being grounded in that um so whenever i'm like manifesting i always think about like that process of like rooting it down um and like the steps in each energy field um i need to you know do to get that idea out there um but I think in, in, a, in a way, like manifestation, you have to like become that person first. Um, and then you'll see those things align with that. Um, and, and, and in my eyes, like manifestation too relates a lot to like the laws of attraction. Because um, energetically, um, you have to be what you want in the future. And it may not even be here yet, you know, but you have, you have to start it from in here. And then you'll start to be in those spaces 
um, and meet the people that are aligned with those thoughts and, you know, those, those things that you're trying to achieve. Um, and I, I've used that a lot in my journey and, I, and it's like really cool because I've been doing this now for like eight or nine years and, you know, it, I, my mind is like blown sometimes with some of the amazing people I've met on my journey, the experiences I've had, the rooms I've been in, you know, it, it's, it could be like really powerful. And, um, you know, I, sometimes I get anxious and like, there's like this feeling of, uh, like, um, imposter syndrome, you know, um, especially if you are like, <sighs> I don't know if I, uh, if you maybe experience this, you go into a room and there's like a bunch of successful people and you're like, Oh my God, like, do I belong here? You know? Um, and somewhere in there I have to be like, yeah, because I'm just like them, you know? And like my energy wouldn't be in this room with these people. Um, if I wasn't, you know, um, energetically aligned with the vision. Mm, that's powerful. Thanks for sharing that. Of course. No, like, no, I, I love the part where you, you brought into imposter syndrome. You know, a lot of people, and I actually just, and it, it's crazy how you talked about your YouTube channel. That's actually the phase I'm at now. I'm, I'm like working on becoming a YouTuber. That's a whole different, it's different from just making videos. I like how you drew that distinction. It's like separating from the action and becoming the doing, there's a difference. Because the thing that makes the videos is different from the making of the videos. Anyone can make the videos. That's a video editor. You're a YouTuber. That's a, that's a, that's, that's a whole different thing. So I like how you, you drew that line. But coming back to imposter syndrome, I feel like a lot of young men, they feel like they have to wait for a credential, for a cert, for a cosign. For that opportunity from that successful person to notice you before they feel like they can step or even start their passion. And I feel like that's like one of the biggest slept on pitfalls. It's slept on because I don't hear it talked about enough. I, I What I do hear is go get that cert or go, you know, clout chase or go go to school, which are all great things. But don't let that be the end all be all. Start first with what you're good at. Start first with what you're passionate about. And then let the cosigns, let the certs, let the courses, let the degree then come in because you've already invested in yourself before you've invested time and money into a degree. Mm -hmm. So I like how you, you know, kind of just jumped both foot first into, you know, what you do. And that, that's, that's motivational in and of itself to how you don't need, like you said, it's like going back to like, you know, it's not a science to it. You know, you can't, I guess there's courses or whatever, but it's not like an official thing that could discourage a lot of people. That's easy to, to like falter. Fuck it. You know, why am I doing this? You know, but it's, it's that, no, I have a calling bigger than any external validation that's telling me this is my path. So I appreciate you you diving into that. What I want to talk about, though, is I see a lot of times, I see a lot of times, like, um, the spiritual community gets kind of grouped with, um, like, drugs. 
especially psychedelics like acid, ketamine, and mushrooms and all that. And I want to go back to intention. What is the difference of doing these drugs? Because before I ask you the question, I want like my personal experience. Before I was had my spiritual awakening, let's just say I was doing all these drugs without the spiritual element, without the intention, and I didn't really get anywhere with them. It was more so, like you said, looking external for happiness, feeling good in the moment, but then mm, hangover, mm, come down, you know? Mm, I don't wanna be alone with my thoughts. And it wasn't until I've had my spiritual awakening and, and I still did take these drugs, but it was, it was, from, it was with intention now. And I don't believe we talked about this off the record, but if, cause you do mention, you know, mushrooms, you know, you're big on that, you know, your discovery journey. Was there ever a difference in, you know, the experience of drugs before your spiritual awakening versus after your spiritual awakening? Um, there was, I think, like, before I tried any psychedelic, I was just, um, like, smoking weed, and that was always very, like, fun and, like, recreational, um, and, uh, like, for me personally, though, like, when I first, um, tried shrooms, it it was a spiritual experience for me, um, so I, I don't really have, like, that to, like, say, like, oh, I was, I was trying it, and then the spirituality came, it, it, hit me immediately um but that's because i i think i in a way i did already have intentions for what was going to happen Mm. um because it it was a serendipitous moment like they were provided for me um but before i ate them i googled them and i was like what even is this that i'm about to take um and then i saw articles on like how you know shrooms help with like ptsd or like how you know people have been healed from it um different ceremonies and different cultures that use them for healing and stuff so before I even took it, I already had like, oh, okay, like they're fun. You know, people say that you see things, but then there's a large group of people that say you have these experiences. Um, And I think, you know, I was just luckily enough to have like that intention, you know, from the first start. Um, But yeah, I do know a lot of people that they they look at these things and they just assume it's just a drug, you know, it's something fun, it's something to do at a party, and then they don't have like that intention. Um, or they don't know the history behind it or where it comes from. Um, and then, you know, like maybe somewhere along the line it it clicks or like they, they recognize it. But um, yeah, I think if you don't have those intentions, you, you might not um, have those experiences. Yeah, and I ask that because I'm sure, you know, you've been around long enough. I've been around long enough. Time and time again, I see the people, you know, they, you know, yes, these drugs can bring healing yes these drugs can bring you know relief to depression abuse trauma but in your opinion where is where do we draw the line between abuse i mean where do we draw the line between healing the healing aspect of it versus okay now you know this is bad for you this is destructive because they obviously mushrooms can have tremendous healing effects you know that's part of the reason we're talking right now because that kind of you say jump started amongst other things, you know, your spiritual journey, you know, in your opinion, you know, what's your opinion on kind of that balance between using drugs for healing and using drugs or abusing drugs? Um, 
I think it's kind of recognizing that they're tools, but you don't need them. And I think you just have to just kind of be aware of that, that this could help, but um, you, you don't like necessarily need them to get to the, those places of healing. Um, and I think sometimes maybe people don't see that and then they're like, I need another trip. I need, I need more. I need, you know, to do this again. I need to do this every day. Um, and then they're not um, recognizing that um, the the drug induced it, but the healing itself you're doing, um, and it's not it's not the drug itself that is doing the work. The drug itself nudged you, but you are doing the healing. And I think you have to give yourself that power before you're giving, you know, whatever you're taking that power. Because um, yeah, I I have seen that with friends, and like you know, they they get. You know, they could be obsessed with, like, the the next high, and then they don't even get the healing once they, you know, get get that high, you know? So it's it just kind of, like, recognizing that the healing is what you're doing. This just is helping you a little bit. Um, and I think that's what kind of kept me balanced with it, because then there'll be times where I would reflect and be like, if I take this right now, it might hinder me, you know? It might throw me off rather than help me in any sort of way. So maybe I should refrain from doing it. Um, or if I take too much, you know, like it, it might not be a pleasant experience for me. Um, and maybe this is something I need to work through without it. Um, and I could save, you know, that nudge for another day. Hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Speaking of like, healing and unlearning through your practice, through, you said eight to nine years, you know, since your spiritual awakening or since you've been practicing, what what are some of the major things you've unlearned and healed from? Um, so I actually saw this on another episode of yours and somebody said, um, like having a victim mindset. And that, that to me was like, when I recognized that I have a tendency to play the role of the victim of things are always happening to me. Um, rather than maybe because of me. Um, when, when that kind of shifted, I, I think things changed. And I think everything on my spiritual journey um, was kind of pushed me to unlearn that, playing the victim role. Because um, I remember feeling so miserable all the time. It would always be like, Ugh, why was I born in like, you know, a, a family that doesn't have money? Why, why was, you know, this? Why that? Like, you know, it, and I could like go on and on and list things. And then I get trapped in this mindset of like, this is how life is. This is what I'm expect. Bad things happen to me. Bad things are always going to happen. And then that's how I'm viewing the world. So then another bad thing happens and I'm like, oop, confirmation. You know, I see, I told you like I, bad things are going to happen. There's another bad thing. Um, and then like when I'm stuck in that like victim mindset, I, it, I think could, I, I am in my way um, from a, achieving something because I'm always expecting the negative aspect or uh, I'm assuming it, it could go wrong. Um, and, and yeah, that, that's something I think that changed a lot for me. Um, and, and yeah, somewhere in there too, I just realized like, maybe you're the problem, Marcos, you know, maybe, you know, you're experiencing these things like because of what energy you're putting out into the world and you're getting it back. Um, and, and in some ways that was hard to, to accept 
because no one wants to be wrong and no one wants to think that they might be the issue but i in in a lot of ways i I do feel like people kind of create the problems themselves um and i think yeah when when, the moment i i recognize that um without being too hard on myself because i think that could easily get taken away or like get carried away where you know you might beat yourself up and be like, Oh, I'm this horrible person. Like I'm so shitty because uh, you know, I'm doing all these things and, and you could let that carry you, but try to find a ways to let that empower you and be like, maybe I am being this person, but I know I could be a different person and I know I can, you know, make changes and, and let go of these habits. Mm. What are some yeah. other habits that you've, this doesn't serve me anymore. Um, yeah, um, I, I think just generally kind of like looking on, on like a negative side of things. Um, I, I just, you know, like growing up in a household where, you know, it wasn't as stable, you know, you, it always felt like survival mode. It almost was like, I was, you know, just trapped in that cycle. And I didn't even think that there was any other cycle outside of that, um, and then you just, I just kind of like, you know, grew up thinking like, this is what you get from the world. Um, and I think it's somewhere in there, I just had to kind of like, learn how to not think negatively or uh, align my actions with what I do want with rather than what I don't want to happen. Um, and, and, you know, I think when that shift occurred, um, and I started to reflect on that more and more, um, it kind of brought me up uh, away from that and into different cycles and into different habits. Um, I had to like overwrite a a lot of things, I think Um, down from like, yeah, my mentality, how I ate, how I talk to people, how I talk to myself. Um, And and I think all of that really plays a role in, you know, what you receive from the world or, you know, the universe in in general. Mm, Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's um, it's it's easy to feel alone. It's easy to feel your world shrinking and just getting smaller and smaller. The more your actions continue to align with that, I call them I call them Mister Mister Negative. You know, the more your actions, and mostly your actions, your thoughts definitely, and your words definitely, but especially your actions. That's that's something that really takes you there. When your actions align with Mr. Negative, then it's like, oh, everything else is clockwork. You're going downhill, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's moving from, you know, downer Debbie, woe is me, you know, negative Nancy, you know, to positive Pete. And, and, but not toxic positivity. Yes. That's a big one. It seems like you want to talk about that. Yes. The, I mean, yeah, there could be a lot of things wrong with toxic, well, <laughs> toxic positivity, you know. Um, I think sometimes uh, people focus too much on the positive and maybe don't acknowledge that negative emotions need to happen too. Because um, in my eyes, toxic positivity is, it, is where people, you know, dismiss negative emotions and they're like, you know, don't think that way or, you know, don't feel that way. And I think you should encourage people to work through those things rather than shelter them or suppress them. Um, and, and, and yeah, because if you 
just kind of like fake a smile and if you're really like hurting inside or you're kind of going through something being like positive is not going to do anything for you um and and yeah i think i see that happen a lot like within the spiritual community is that toxic positivity of you know um just you know simply putting a smile on your face or no bad vibes you know um sometimes you have to work through the bad vibes to get to the good vibes See, sometimes bad vibes are, it's a, it's the pressure you need to get out of your comfort zone. Uh-huh. Because positive vibes can be uncomfortable if you're a negative Nancy. But once you kind of, kind of get your shit together, kind of went through the spiritual awakening, it's easy to, and I'm not flexing, but when you're kind of healed and evolved, you tend to feel good better than feel bad. Listen, guys, that's actually a result of like, Uh, healing and putting in the you know the spiritual practices you start to feel better more than you feel bad which Mm -hmm. is great but then when bad things do happen so i get where it comes from it it usually comes from people who have healed a lot and who who are usually leaning more on the positive side but then there's aspects that you got work to do there's you still need to evolve you're not there yet you know and that's that negative negativity sometimes is there because it's like someone punches you in the face right if you didn't feel the pain you would continue to be punched, right? Mm-hmm. If I put, stepped in some lava and didn't get my foot burnt, I would think it's a pool. Go for a dive. Now I'm dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like pain is necessary for growth. Pain mm-hmm. is necessary for progress, not excess pain, not unnecessary pain. But you aren't the one to decide what pain to accept and what pain to not accept. Because if you if it was up to you, you would accept no pain. <laughs> you know, the pain is not the choice, but the pain is the consequence of the course that your life has been heading. So it's like now it's like wake up call, ding dong, you know, attention mm-hmm. alert. You know, you need to focus on this. My question to you is like, and, and this is like, this might be a deep question. So if, if you want to shy away from it, cool. But had there been times where you've had to use a negative kind of form of maybe the shadow worky side the moon side of you in a positive way that it actually transformed you and and maybe to give you a piggyback like me personally i would me kind of pulling from that negative side is how to cut some people off you feel me Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm sorry like that's that's an example you know what i'm saying it's just like i wish you the best but we're not in alignment no more that, I feel like that's an aspect of the kind of the negative side that you're kind of tapping into, but in a positive, transform, transformative way, you know? Have there been any ways like that that you've had to use it? Yeah, definitely having to cut people off, you know? Um, yeah, and in, in a way, like, you know, uh, you could seem like a jerk or, you know, mean because you don't want to interact with someone um and yeah sometimes you do have to tap into those negative emotions and you do have to maybe be stern with people or you know raise your voice a little bit just to get your peace you know um and i think that is kind of that has been one of the most major things on my journey is like i have trying to disturb our peace
I hope whoever they're saving <laughs> is fucking saved. I hope they save the fuck out of him or her. Yes. Or them. Yes. That's all. That's all. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Do you remember? Hopefully, remember what you were saying. Uh, <laughs> I don't know because I was starting to dance to the sirens, so mm. my mind just kind of like. Ooh. See, I love that reframing. <laughs> you were just like, I'm just gonna dance to. Burr, it. Yeah. Burr, I was burr. waiting for wee, it to end. Wee, wee. <laughs> mm, put a little shoulder in it, you know, a little swing. <laughs> I think you were saying, "Fuck, I forgot, I forgot what you just um, said." Oh, like cu- like cutting people off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah or even like, uh, there's been times where I had to, you know, yeah, be maybe a little mean to somebody. Like, for example, like I could think of like um, being at the bar or like out in public, and then someone's like really disrespecting you or disturbing your peace, and you have to kind of like be like asserting yourself in a way. Um, and in, in in a sense, that's not, like, good vibes, you know, but you need to, like, maybe go to that place to protect yourself or maintain, like, good vibes later on. Um, yeah, and then, like, just, like, having, you know, conflict with people and maybe recognizing that you have to let them go and, you know, sometimes hearts will be broken, sometimes people hold grudges, sometimes people want to view you as a villain in their eyes, and sometimes you are you know to for, to them in their experience but you know it if you need to become a villain to somebody else to be a hero to yourself maybe it's necessary for both of you all for for both of you yes yes and and i think sometimes people maybe i don't know because i think uh Sometimes being a villain might motivate that person to, you know, change certain things within their life because they might see that and they might think, oh, I don't like this person, how they treated me, how they reacted to things. I'm going to do better. I'm going to, you know, move on from this. I'm not going to allow that type of energy in my life. Um, And they maybe needed that. Maybe they needed that push. And like, I'm sorry I had to be the villain for you, but I honestly think it was in your best interest that I was. Mm. no that's that's beautiful i like the part where you you know where, where you clarified that it's 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 yeah villain today hero down the line you know and it's we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do the dance oh okay he stopped it then he said you thought then he came back he said, <laughs> they switched the beat on us he switched, he switched the beat on us, you feel me? Mm, we got mc12 you feel me we got um pig dj in the the streets um no but yeah that's 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 such a powerful i like the area we dived into i just wanted to i know we only scratched the surface of that because that that can go deep but i i I wanted to you know just offer some some foresight some perspective you know for a lot of young men a lot of our listeners of you know the different ways to navigate life there's no one shoe fits all it's not all positive 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 all the time it's not all negative negative all the time you know you want to lean towards what makes you fulfilled what is bringing you your loved ones happiness from a healthy way and just by doing that the alignment that your mind will get into the alignment that your body will get into will automatically just increase you know make the world a better place because if everyone is on that wavelength if everyone is not just looking out for themselves, but looking out for their loved ones, looking out for, you know, a stranger, you know, just having that empathy, you know, but it starts 
with taking action and moving out of the victim mindset, moving out of, you know, thinking that everything that happens to you is bad luck, you know, all that stuff. So I, I appreciate this kind of tangent we went on. But I do want to go back to, you know, before we conclude this, I want to go back to like, what is Holy Oak? What is what is the Holy Oak? <laughs> um, yeah, good question. Good question. Um, I kind of got it from like this idea um and i i uh from beyonce in a way or like just performers in general where they have like a stage name um because yeah i was like thinking about what beyonce said when she said when she goes on stage she becomes sasha fierce and that's like who she calls herself when she's on stage so outside of the stage you get beyonce and i'm sure she's normal she's like everyone else you know human (laughs) but when she gets on there and she's sasha fierce she gives you a completely different energy. You know, she's hitting those dance moves. She's singing perfectly. You know, she's giving you so much power. Um, and in a way, I see it as like you're channeling that in those moments. Um, and sometimes that power is so g- great and magnificent that you can't always maintain that in your day to day. It may not be efficient or make sense in certain moments, you know. Um, but I, I, I kind of like found some like beauty in that. Um, and in a weird way, it kind of relates to like, in like a spiritual aspect, like possession. And I think that's probably why sometimes people are like Beyonce's an Illuminati, you know, she like, watch out for that, you know, uh, she's possessed, you know, but, but it's more like a concept to me, I think. Um, so like that, that's how I got the Holy Yoke and it's kind of a play on my name, but the reason I made that was because I wanted to have like a stage name or a persona or someone I become when I'm doing readings because, um, when I'm doing readings, you're not talking to Marcos, you're talking to the Holy Yoke, you know, it's, it's a different person. I'm going to be saying different things. I'm going to be acting differently. Um, and it's, it's because spiritually I'm putting myself into a different place. I'm channeling different energies, um, that I may not be channeling as marcos you know um so that's kind of like where that comes from um and i see other people artists or and like you know different um types of people kind of find similar ways to have that sort of off and on switch um because yeah there's people who go into something they'll they'll change their name you know they'll have a stage name like i was thinking like lizzo is like another she's her name is not actually lizzo you know um and I think maybe somewhere along the the line, you or they may have like recognized that, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, just like kind of creating this persona um, that's still you. It's just maybe your higher self, a different version, um, something that you know you you bring out at certain times. <clears throat> why? Why do you think that a lot of people kind of take that? as like being inauthentic. Like for example, me personally, before I embarked on my spiritual journey, and I always try to pull from myself first because like you said, we're a lot more similar than we are different. So I know that if I think a certain way, most likely a lot of people, I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of people think that way. What I would think is, oh, so-and-so is a tennis player, a pro tennis player, right? so-and-so talks a certain way, you know, so-and-so shows up a certain way on the court, right? And then I would, like, hear a news about them or see them doing something that, like, I kind of ascribed my own 
picture of what that person does based on one avenue of their life, which is displayed to the world publicly. But I kind of built my whole like fantasy or ideal version of them in my head. And then they would do something not even bad, but just it just didn't fit my frame of them. And we do that to loved ones. We do that to friends. We do that to idols, people we look up to. And it's like, and it's like, oh, they fell short. Um, you just didn't know the real them. Or, you know, let's let's remove the stigma of. Or I like how you said acting. That's perfectly fine because I don't see anything wrong with acting. You know, to get into an energy that you need to channel, right? In order to amplify the experience that you're trying to deliver. You know, and and it's. What, what is your opinion on people who, who kind of, you know, give a bad rep to, to, to people putting on, you know, because especially with social media, you know, we see all these vlogs, we see all these people showing what they really are, you know, but like, what, what's your opinion on people who kind of look at that negatively? Um, I'm thinking of the word that you said at the very start of this, multidimensional. Because... Mm. Um, you're only getting that one dimension when you see them in that light. And I could see, yeah, they might think, oh, this person is fake or they're not what I thought they were. But you only saw that one angle. You know, they're, they're multidimensional. They're going to have many different angles, um, many different personalities. It doesn't mean that they're fake. You know, um, it just means that you don't know them well enough. You haven't seen every dimension, you know, and you may not ever. Um, so I think, you know, people if they do feel negatively towards them for those reasons, you, they need to remind themselves that they're not seeing the whole person. Um, and, and be content that they might not ever, you know, and, and like they shouldn't judge somebody based on the dimensions of them that they do see. Um, cause it's all your perspective. You're not getting the whole picture. Mm. No, thanks for sharing that. You know, it's just, yeah, just allowing us, to flourish in our multifaceted, multidimensional essence and aura and just sit in that. And that's that's fine. That's fine if, as long as I'm not psychotic and being manipulative and abusive with it, then mm -hmm. that's where it's a problem, you know? But as long as, it's all about the character. If the character is consistent, who gives a fuck about the activities, yeah? If the the principles and the, the morals are consistent the integrity is consistent who gives a fuck if i get a beer occasionally and you thought i was muslim who gives a fuck i'm still that same person you know so like you said it's like focusing on the multi-dimensional aspects of, of people what, what i do want to want to talk about though is you mentioned off the record of tell us more about how like you said you say it's hard to stay in that character for a long time because oh uh, you know obviously she's not beyonce's not sasha fierce 24 7 but but I like how you added how the more you get into the character, you realize the universe kind of it's like a, it's like a key maker and it gives you a new key to unlock a new level of being able to sit in that space for longer. You know, how, how, how have you seen and remarked how you've been able to kind of sit in that holy oak space for longer periods of time, the more that you've done it? Um. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, when I, when I, like, first started this, there would be those moments where I it would be, like, a definite off-and-on switch, you know? came I would feel 
that sense of spirituality after a meditation only, you know, or I would feel connected after like certain things only. But at, as I learned how to channel that energy, um, it became where I was feeling it more and more in my, in my day to day. Um, and I think it's, it's just like a muscle. I think, you know, it's something you have to exercise, um, you know, something in here that you're exercising to carry a different weight, perhaps. Um, and I think it becomes easier and easier the more you do it. Um, you know, like when you first pick up that dumbbell, it could be really heavy. You keep doing it every day, every day, every day, a little bit each time. You know, over time, you're going to pick that up and be like, you know, this is nothing. I could I could do this for longer. Um, and that's kind of like, yeah, what how I've experienced it. So there's, yeah, there's now, there's often times where, you know, I don't really need cards to feel vibes or get a sign or direction. I kind of just already have that intuitive feeling. Um, and I think it's because I've done a lot of things to um, try to like reach that energy and exercise that, that process that I'm doing. Mm. So it's the, it's the not taking for granted the steps that got you or the practice that got you to where you need to be, but it's also keeping your expectations in a certain manner where you continue to be inspired by those same practices day and day and be grateful for them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to process that. And and the last thing I want to touch on though, I I want to touch on, and I, I said expectations for a reason. I feel like, like you said, muscle, consistency over time you know a lot of people okay you know i'm gonna try journaling for you know a week i'm gonna try journaling for two weeks i'm gonna try you know sitting staring at a wall right for two hours you know just they try these little things right and then it doesn't work out for them right or in the way they thought it would work out and then they give up what has been your experience of kind of managing expectations in a healthy way so that because you, you want to have expectations, otherwise you wouldn't get shit done. There's no motivation to even do it. So, you, but also like, what's that fine line of I have expectations, but like the as far as like the time and the exact what it should be exactly whatever, you know maybe there's flexibility in it. How have you found a healthy way to kind of navigate your expectations in a way that you can continue to keep do those practices, continue to journal, continue to meditate. Um. That made me think of this phrase uh, where it's like, leave room for spirit. Um, mm. And I think I have expectations, but one of those expectations is that I need to be flexible and things will change um, so that I'm not obsessing over the outcome. Um, so if it's not quite what I imagine it or expected it to be, um, there's room in that for me to adjust to it. Um Because I could see, too, where, like, you know, you have such high expectations for something, it doesn't work out quite how you want it to, and then you are left feeling, like, angry or very disappointed. Um, And, and yeah, I always try to, I use that phrase in in my mind a lot, where I'm like, you know, leave room for spirit. And it, it goes with, like, you know, I think about, like, when I'm, like, planning a day or something, or you're trying to get together with friends, and they're like, 11 o'clock we meet for brunch at 2 30 we're going to see a show and then you know like you you have all these things aligned and that's the expectation but then 
you know, somewhere in there you're, you're like, okay, so-and-so is late. We're pushing 11 to 12, you know, or, or like we, we have to adjust something. Maybe we could do that a different day or you have to like rearrange and, and adjust. And then you have people who are like extremely up- upset by it. Um, or you have others who are like, that's okay. You know, we left room for spirit. You know, if this is what the day is calling for, this is what we'll adjust to and adapt to. So yeah, that's that's kind of how I navigate through that. No, that's that's beautiful, and I feel like we all could work work on that. Work on, like you said, it's a muscle. It's a muscle of. It's a muscle of building that. That. Reservoir, right? Building that energy source to continue to do the practices without the guarantee that it's gonna work out the exact way you planned it, which is basically patience, which is basically allowing time for spirit. So I love that, I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, before we wrap this up though, what are things that the listeners, what are things the listeners of Treehouse Show can look forward to? I know you said you got a lot of big things planned for the summer. You know, what are things we get excited about? Man, there's one thing that I wish, I wish I could say, but I'm legally not allowed to. You better but... fucking say it. <laughs> you better fucking say it. Um, you know, I, I think overall, though, um, a lot of what I'm going to be doing this summer is, you know, organizing more events, um, working and doing different gigs because um, right now I work at the bar but I really want to start getting into like event planning and teaching as well um, I have you know I, I also want to get more into like queer spaces and you know involve myself into that community so I think just bopping around and trying you know different bars or doing maybe different shows uh, that could push me along in that journey so yeah maybe expect me to you know be seen at you know certain festivals and things this summer um, manifesting that and yeah I, I I think maybe even doing different roles outside of tarot as well mm. um, but still st- staying somewhat on brand I love that oh and last thing you just since mentioning brand I want you to speak on how important is like having a brand how, how important has that been and impactful has that been in your career um Versus just like a free for all, like I'm just doing it. All right, yeah, I do this for the low, so and so. Oh, if you know somebody, you know, like versus, you know, you have like your Instagram, the name, you know, it's like, it's like an identity. You know, yeah. how has that impacted just getting organized with it with the brand? I think it creates like this world, like this world of the Holy Oak, this world that I am experiencing. That I think from like the outside looking in, you could you could want maybe want to experience this world um so it's like i think in my brand it's like you know um playing up certain things that i enjoy or find funny things that you could expect of me um and then you know you you know people might enjoy that and want to keep coming back for those things um but i think for for the most part it's kind of like in in a sense creating like an atmosphere of like what to expect when you're involving with my brand Mm. that's beautiful yeah that's it's just a representation of you 
you know, for the newcomers, for the existing followers, you know, for the the longtime fans, you know, just okay, this is this is somebody who I'm following, not just because I know them, not just because they're a friend. This is somebody I'm following because they represent something for me, right? It's bigger than just them. They 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 mean something deeper that represents something in me and that's why I'm sticking around. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm getting from that. Um yeah. What are ways we can reach you? We can support you. We can, you know, be updated for the new the Holy Oak stuff, you feel me? <laughs> um yeah, uh Instagram, TikTok, starting up a YouTube channel. Um I'm on Twitter. Um and over all platforms, I go by the Holy Oak. Um the underscore holy underscore oak um yeah i post on my instagram um daily like on stories tweet pretty often um tiktoks every now and then and still working on you know putting more content on youtube as well that's beautiful i know you're trying to get out of here (laughs) but i have to ask this question yeah and i just i don't know i didn't think of it until now so like as someone who is very you know spiritually inclined and I struggle with this too. How, how have you been able to manage? How the fuck have you been able to manage like the social media and like marketing aspect versus like protecting your energy versus like you know that because that's that that's hard. That's been hard for me. It is hard. Um, I think um, it for me. I think my biggest struggle though is just like uh, not being exhausted by trying to put my energy into all these different places um and not being discouraged by like numbers or anything um because i know like some people might get into social media and they think like oh i'm not getting enough followers or i don't get enough views um and i had just i had to just tell myself like those will come over time and you're not doing this for followers. You're not doing this for views or likes or whatever. And if you are doing it, maybe your, in, your intentions are in the wrong place. Um, I'm doing it because I want to get my message out there. I want people to see my world. You know, I, I want them to experience what I'm experiencing, you know, and just put, putting my love out there, you know, and if I, I'm doing it expecting like specific ro- results in that way, um, probably won't go very far. So just understanding why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And then that helps you kind of, okay, prioritize, prioritize. I don't need this. I don't need that. Cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. Yeah, and it, I think for the most part, kind of just doing it for my enjoyment as well. Like uh, when I make a TikTok or like post something on Instagram, like uh, what goes through my mind is like not, you know, uh, what likes I'm going to get or whatever. Um, it's like, did I have fun making this? You know, do I, do I find this funny? Um, if I do, like, I'm going to post it, you know, and if you don't find it funny, like whatever, you know, it doesn't really matter. I did. (laughs) This is my page, you know, Uh, I'm going to look at my stuff. And in a way I kind of like, you know, go about it as like, just kind of like time markers of like where I was at that time, um, or what I was doing and like a diary situation. And this is just like little updates on my journey. Um, but I, I don't really like post to have like any sort of like you know accomplish anything with views or anything like that i just do it for my enjoyment because i love it you know and that's why i like your content (laughs) because it just feels so quirky 
and like <laughs> it taps it makes me tap into a part of like like that kind of creative imaginary like almost childish you know kind of folktale space yeah and, and it just makes me like just be think youthful you know for like 30 seconds or however long it is like i love the one where you're just dancing and <laughs> and like there's like a filter and like that was just fucking cool it was just like <laughs> random and just cool you know i actually that means so much that you use like those words to describe that because i do have uh, my intention a lot of times is to have like this wispy like carefree youthful like tap into your inner child sort of sort of uh energy so th the fact that you felt that like wow. that really means a lot to me honestly that was off the cuff just, yeah because <laughs> like you said that i was just thinking of like i think you're one of your most recent posts where you're just dancing and then it's like i just felt like watching it's like oh that's like some shit i would do when i was like you know, kids just break out and just do crazy fucking dances with no shame in public. That's kind of was the vibe I got. It was just like, yeah, it was like refreshing. <laughs> Thank so you. So keep fucking doing that. No, you're welcome. Thank I you. I mean it. I mean that. Um, yeah, I feel like this was beautiful and this was rejuvenating. And honestly, like, I love having these deep conversations where we get to just, you know, for a moment, set aside our plans for the day for the moment set aside our stresses you know and just you know set our intention and our focus on getting to know one another you know and and understanding what it's like for another consciousness what another consciousness processes things because i feel like at the end of the day we are not just our conscious you know we're we are the sum of all the consciousnesses so the more that we try you know to tap into those then it's like it's less separation and it's less them versus us is just us you know so that's the space that the treehouse is manifesting and thank you for coming into my space and blessing it and providing your words and your energy namaste 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 and um <laughs> uh can i fit in yoga seated meditation okay yeah <laughs> i say it every week and every week i do it because you know manifestation um, with that being said, stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Stay breathing in that good ass oxygen. And most importantly, most importantly, stay basic. You are listening to Innocent by yours truly. <coughs> oh, you check it. Man, we was all kids once upon a time. I be saying fuckers talking about 18, 21. Can't wait till they get older. I say, call that shit. Enjoy y'all childhood while y'all can. We was innocent, we was innocent. In the backyard, kicking it. Before we was really with the Before we were in counterfeit. Just little shit, just some jits. Could barely remember this, but I'm sure I could really relate to this. Reminisce about how we was innocent. We was innocent. Uh, started when young was eight. Eat your vegetables, finish your plate. Talk about that time. Sad and sleep, I was lying. Solid the kids with blind. Snap back at seven, I'ma put my behind. Michael Jackson was white. White. Just take coffee on a flight. Used to see having fun. Let's play it outside and riding a bike. Summertime. We used to play in the park. But mama never let us stay after dark. Sex? What is that? What? I'm thinking about taking it back. All the way back. It was a cat, not a twat. Snapchat was born came on the back. Really? It was food group when it was baby fat. With those cat in a hat. I did it to video games. Cannot give a slip of about money or power up your fans. Great juice, take a sip, sip, ice cream, take a lick. Afro, keep the pleasure. Red box, had all the flicks. Ten toes down since I was a jit. Jit, jit, jit. Uh, we was innocent, we was innocent. In the backyard, kicking it. Before we was really with the. Before it ran counterfeit. It was just a jit.
sure I can really relate to this Reminisce about how he was innocent He was innocent Household ain't like me She poured that porridge all over me Young got angry Cause wasn't nobody believing me When I beat up when I'm fucking shot Give me your shoe Please, that's a rake Naps, that's a fake Shoes, that's a bait What are those? Farts, that's just dank You call by your sister by your girl by your cuz You know that ass can take his spank When you know that electricity Lick up a family Let it count up play monopoly Go to jail Free. 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 Free.